Late pressure. Hungabailoa throws it out there. It's caught. But Roquan Smith knocks down Scarborough. May not mean nothing to y'all. Understand nothing was done for me. So I don't plan on stopping at all. I want it forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine. I'm shutting sh down in the mall. And selling that girl, she the one for me. And I ain't even planning the call. I want it forever, mine. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. Today we're talking about one of my favorite prospects and one of, with one of my favorite people. We're going to talk with John Ledyard. You can follow him on Twitter at Ledyard NFL Draft. He's a NFL Draft analyst for FanRag Sports, NDT Scouting, and he's a host of the Locked On Draft podcast. John, how are we doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, Elliot. Thanks so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, I'm pumped. Um, we're going to talk Roquan Smith today, and we're going to try to make this go 15 minutes and w- describe him in different ways, which basically means that he's good at football. So, you know... <laughs> Without further ado, I, like I know you're very high on Roquan Smith. Anyone that follows you on Twitter is going to know that as well. But like, what about his game makes you so excited about him as a prospect? I think the big thing with Roquan Smith is the traits are incredible. You know, I mean, he may not be the biggest guy, but I don't think it really matters playing at the speeds that he does, the force that he does, the leverage. Um, you know, he's super physical. Strength isn't an issue for him. He's just a complete package. He's a real deal. He's a high-quality football player. Um, there's really not anything that you'll ask him to do athletically that he's not going to be able to do. He doesn't man- do man coverage a whole lot in Georgia's defense, but when he does have to carry vertical routes and things like that, I mean, it's beautiful to watch. Um, and he's a terrific blitzer, has legit moves, knows how to take on and challenge blockers. I mean, he will run you over if you are running back looking to block him. I mean, he is that physical. Big hitter when he hits, knocks people back. Hitting power is a big thing. Underrated as for a linebacker. Uh, I think he just he has all the traits, man. He's he's the real deal linebacker. Decent chance he's the best player in this entire draft. Yeah, I, I agree with most of what you said right there. And wh- I think the coverage thing is really important to talk about because in today's NFL, these linebackers are asked to do so much and their athleticism is so important. It can really take a defense from being good to great. And a guy like Roquan Smith can do that for your defense. And you talked about he doesn't play a lot of man coverage, and that's really obvious the second you watch one game. Most of it, what he's doing is dropping in zone or in the Alabama game. He did a lot of QB spy and stuff like that. But I thought he did an incredible job with getting depth in his zones. I thought he did a good job reading the quarterback's eyes and kind of taking away different throwing windows. And anything that was thrown in front of him, he does such a good job using his closing speed to kind of really take away any possibilities for a run after the catch. And you, t- you talked about his ability in man coverage, and I, I agree with you. Like, there are not a ton of reps where you get to see it, but there was one game where I saw him turn around with the tight end up the seam, and he looked so comfortable doing it. He was working against slot receivers every once in a while or running back, and they would try double moves, and he would feel very comfortable and stay with them in their hip pocket. And these are things you don't really see out of linebackers very often. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. It's kind of like when you're scouting – running backs there's just not a lot of college offenses that use their running backs as receivers as featured receivers or do anything type of versatile with them you know you're going to see screens you're going to see swing passes you're going to see angle routes stuff like that but you're not going to see stuff like Saquon Barkley and the way he was used in vertical routes and wheel routes and seam routes and split out wide you're just you don't get that in a lot of college offenses with your wide receiver with your running backs so you kind of have to project the traits, and it's really not hard to do, but we make a huge deal out of it. You know, oh, they only had this many catches in college. Okay, but look, did he run any routes? What does he look like in terms of separating? You know, maybe he didn't get many targets, but what did he look like in the routes that he did run? Maybe he didn't run a great route tree, but there's still something you to look at. What are his traits? What does he do after the after the catch? 
you know, not many guys have horrible hands. And it's like that for a linebacker too, I think. It's like, does he have the traits to be able to cover? Because that's the big thing. And not that you can't, you know, there's going to be examples of tech, but in, in most games, in most situations for NFL teams, you know, your linebacker's not going to be in man coverage the entire game. That's not that's only a small part of what they do. So, and you're going to be in zone a lot of the time, and your linebackers will be in zone. So, it's important, I think, but at the same time, there are other there are things, the other ways you can project him out to roles like that in the NFL that are going to be more effective than just oh, wish he had more man coverage reps. Because look at any of the top linebackers in this class, they don't have a lot of man coverage reps. That's just not what college teams do with their linebackers a lot of the time, because um, there's no there's not as much of a reason to. So I think that uh, because of that, you see, especially SEC guys. I mean, you're you're just not going to see him in man coverage a whole lot, and you didn't see Tremaine Edmonds in man coverage a whole lot. I didn't see it with uh, Rashawn Evans a whole lot, you know, or any of those kind of guys. So that's where the projecting things out and base going based on the traits comes into play because I think Roquan has all that. It's just a matter of whether you're going to trust that process or you know hope to see something that really you're not going to see with most college linebackers at this level. If with his athleticism and his traits and the reps you did see with him in man coverage, if if he doesn't work as a as a coverage linebacker, I'd be very surprised. And one other thing I really like about Roquan Smith and something I look for in linebackers is, you know, are are they controlling their gaps? You know what I'm saying? Are they over-pursuing? And you see that with some speed linebackers where they overrun plays, and I don't really see that with Roquan Smith. And the plays where it looks like he's going to overrun a guy, he's, he's able to stop and make the play mm-hmm. anyway, which is awesome because yep. that's something you don't see very often. And w- watching the Georgia games, he would he would have patience filling his gaps. And, you know, that that's something that you don't see out of a lot of guys his age. And I think that just kind of screams three down linebacker that can really do everything yeah i think so too and i think that with roquan he has the ability to tackle outside his frame despite not being the longest guy which is big because jermaine edmonds is great at tackling outside his frame and he's got that long radius with those huge long arms that are going to be just crazy long at the combine but I think Roquan Smith does that really well too. Like you said, he can stop and looks like he maybe took too aggressive an angle, but he can still bring guys down consistently. I think Pro Football Focus had him missing like two tackles or something like that. I mean, he's crazy. He like hardly ever missed tackles the entire year. Um, just a guy, and he's always around the ball. So that just shows you he's a great finisher. And that's one of the biggest things for me, a linebacker. He, and he consistently got guys on the ground, um, all different body types. You know, I remember him in the championship game. He just destroyed Bo Scarborough in the flat. I mean, Scarborough's bigger than him and he huge running back that's one of the biggest guys you'll tackle in space period uh as a linebacker and and he brought him down no issue at all knocked him backward and it wasn't like he blindsided him or anything he just squared him up and drilled him and that's how Roquan Smith hits you know guys go backward when he hits and I don't even think Tremaine Edmonds is a bigger frame but guys don't go backwards when Tremaine Edmonds hits him not like Roquan Smith does Rashawn Evans is another one that knocks guys back but you look at the other linebackers in the class Leighton Van Der Esch uh, Jack Cicci whoever it might be when Roquan Smith hits guys they go backwards those other guys there's a little bit more of a drag down type thing to him so that's why one of the reasons I'm a big fan of Roquan is the way that he tackles really translates well to the NFL, even when you're tackling bigger players. Yeah, absolutely. And that Bo Scarborough play was such a good call for you to bring up because not only did he finish that block and light up Scarborough, but he recognized that they were running a pick play and he had the patience and ran around it and basically the awareness to make sure he didn't get picked. And it wasn't a, I think it was what, third and three or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was at yep. a crucial point in the game. And he, he shut that play down. And, you know, we keep talking about his speed and you mentioned his blitzing. Like when he closes on somebody, man, he, it's, it looks like a rocket. You know what I mean? Like he just, he just, mm-hmm. 
get sh- get shot out of a rocket and just completely lays people out. And he's a fun guy to watch. But you know, no prospect is perfect. This is one of the things uh, I think you've talked about. I've talked about. Everyone's gonna have slight weaknesses, even if they're great prospects. And I agree with you. Roquan Smith's the top five player in the class. But if there are, if there is a weakness with his game, what do you think it is? I think it's it sometimes around the box. You know, when vertical run concepts and runs run concepts that aren't more lateral, horizontal in nature. I think that sometimes you'll see him. He, he runs around blocks, or he takes him on. You know, he takes him on a little bit funny at times. Uh, he can be a little bit slow to to key and diagnose and kind of fly downhill into gaps. Um, you know, and again, and this is more in the vertical sense. I don't think it's a a weakness for him, but I think it's just something that he will need to work on getting more proficient at. You're gonna have to take, and not that he's afraid to take on blocks. I don't want to sound like that. He'll meet guys, but sometimes he meets them uh, a couple yards deep, where you could meet him at the line of scrimmage. So seeing those windows, attacking them a little bit more decisively. But again. He can miss a beat and be so explosive he can make up for it at times. So that's one of the big things with me is that I think if he can just be a little bit more disciplined, a little bit more see it and react, and I think that's going to happen with him at the next level. I really do. But if he can do that, I, I think we got we got one of the best linebackers in the league on our hands because everything else is kind of there and in place. It may take him a year or two, but I, you know he's not Reuben Foster. Where Reuben Foster, as soon as he as soon as he came out. You know, he, he outside of the off field stuff and the injuries. If he stayed healthy and he stayed on the field, he's gonna be one of the best linebackers in the league. And when he was on the field, he was one of the best linebackers in the league last year. And he'll continue to be one of the best linebackers in the league as long as he plays. And it's just kind of like no questions at all about Ruben Foster in terms of on the field stuff. The other stuff's where you have the concerns with him. Roquan isn't as as uh, you know dominant right away maybe as Ruben Foster, but I still think a guy that can impact the game in all the ways you really need to in the NFL. Um, and, and he just fits the modern day. I mean, the modern day fit is Roquan Smith in the NFL. That's what works in today's NFL. Uh, and I think that that he's going to prove worthy of that type of a value, that top 10 type of a value when when the time comes. I think the way you described him as like he's a modern day linebacker in the NFL is perfect. So if you if you needed to compare him to a guy, who would you compare him to? Oh, that's a good question because of his size. I mean, you'd probably have different comparisons maybe even with style and with uh with his size um trying to think of guys i mean there's definitely some similarities with Deion jones i would say maybe for the atlanta falcon i think jones his first year you saw him there were times where he got overwhelmed but there were also crazy splash plays and rangy plays and great plays in coverage and in space um and then you saw him grow and become more consistently in terms of keying and diagnosing and flying up to gaps and things like that um, neither guy is ever going to make a living getting off blocks. And in fact, the vast majority of good linebackers in the league won't because if you're getting blocked all the time or if you have to get off blocks all the time, you're probably not very good at your job to begin with. So to me, that's where Roquan kind of sets himself apart. So maybe Deion Jones is a good comparison, although I think that Smith is a better pure tackler than Jones, which is one of the reasons, one of the big par- parts of playing linebacker, one of the reasons why I think he can even be better than Jones eventually. Now, Jones made huge strides in coverage. I mean, not that he was ever bad in coverage, but – the way he's developed in coverage this year was just unbelievable, and he made tons of splash plays. So if there's an area I think Smith is further at its tackling, an area Jones is further at its probably coverage, although, again, coming out, Jones wasn't that way, but eventually the reps, you know, he got him and he had the traits. And again, it goes back to the traits. He had the traits, and eventually that overtook everything else, and he became you know, what he is now, one of the best cover linebackers in the league. So I think Roquan's going to get there too, and by year two he'll be one of the best in the league. Yeah, I love that call because I see Deion Jones too, especially when you start <laughs> mentioning the speed and for another SEC guy, and I, I see a little bit of Bobby Wagner in him just in terms of what he can do, and I think Bobby Wagner's a pretty good pass rusher. I think Wagner's probably mm-hmm. a little bit better yeah. taking on blocks, but you know, again, we're talking about Roquan Smith and what he can develop into. His speed... 
I don't think he's quite as fast as Ryan Shazier because no linebacker is fast as him. But you kind of saw what Shazier's impact was for the Steelers, where even when he misread a play, his speed allowed him to kind of finish plays that other linebackers wouldn't be able to to play on. So I'm not comparing him to Shazier because I I think they're different players. But just in terms of his speed is really going to change the dynamic of whatever team drafts him. You know, he's probably going to go in the top 10. Is there a team that you'd like to see him go to? Man, not one that the Steelers play. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let me look up the order here real quick. But I think I think I would selfishly kind of because I want to see him on successful team. I would love to see him with Denver. And next to Brandon Marshall in that defense, I feel like it would be the last missing piece. Uh, if they sign Kirk Cousins, I think it's going to be either he or Quentin Nelson there uh, if Denver stays put. And I think, man, he could make a big impact on that defense. Could be the last player needed to put that group over the top. I mean, that would be a really, really nice group. Um, that's probably where I'd love to see him. I think Chicago's a possibility with cutting Jarrell Freeman loose. That definitely makes some sense. And then San Francisco and Oakland. I mean, it, let's just think for a minute that the, the accusations against Reuben Foster end up being false. I mean, you hope they are. But again, uh, you know, you don't really you know what to expect at this point. There's been, definitely been some baggage there. But if it, if he does, is able to play football again at some point, uh, you know, just the sheer on-field quality of he and Roquan Smith playing together would be a ton of fun to watch too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the first thing that jumped off uh, jumped to me was that – if you put him and Reuben Foster, it would be, what, Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis all over again. And if you're a defensive guy or a linebacker guy, that that would be must-see TV every Sunday. And for me, a little bit – I love the Broncos call, by the way. It didn't even pop in my head, but that would be a really fun defense to watch. And I guess I'm kind of being old school here. And, I mean, I'm only 28 years old, so I don't even know why I'm, I'm doing this. But <laughs> I kind of would love to see him in the silver and black and just kind of be a badass in that, that Oakland uh, yeah. uniform. And. Yeah. So, so that that's another one for me, John. I listen. Your your knowledge on front seven guys is second to none. You're 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 everywhere. It's it's hard not to see the stuff you're putting out right now. But if if there is someone listening to this that isn't following you and isn't reading your stuff, where where are you putting out all your work? FanRagSports.com, NDTScouting.com, Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, five days a week with Trevor Sikama and myself. You can pretty much find tons of draft content there for me. I do a lot of, for FanRag, doing a lot of seven-round uh, team mock drafts right now, but really just trying to find good fits, players that make sense for teams based on their draft history, their, you know, the, the different types of players, the prototypes they typically take, um, you know, the the ways that their scheme implements those players, trying to make it an educational thing as well as a fun thing uh, to go through. So, uh, it's been an awesome draft process for all those spots. So if you're into good draft stuff, you know, check them out. Not just me, but other really good people doing really good work as well. And, uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate you having me on, Elliot. Always a good time talking NFL draft. Yeah, absolutely, guys. You can follow him on Twitter at Ledyard NFL Draft. You can follow me on Twitter at Elliot Chris. This is the Draft Daily Podcast. Please rate, review, and share the podcast. We are now on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. As always, guys, we really appreciate you listening. Thank you. I know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the f*** are y'all? I swear it feels like the last few nights. We've been everywhere and back, but I just can't remember it all. What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm doing me. I'm doing me. I'm living life right now, man. And this is what I'm going to do till it's over. Till it's over. I just fall from over.